I didn't know what to expect from my presentation at Funnel Hacking Live this year, but let's just say I am still reeling from the experience. You've probably been told that content is key to growing your business, right? There are so many experts who spend a ton of time cranking out incredible content consistently, and yet they're broke. See, there's a huge difference in growing your following and growing your income. How do you create content in a way that actually gets you paid over and over again? Like turning every video into an army of salesmen that deliver your perfectly crafted message around the world, around the clock, perpetually, forever. I'm Marley Jax and you're listening to The VIP Code. Hey everybody, this is Marley Jacks and welcome to the world of video impact and profit, or as I like to call it, the VIP code. As you may know, I recently spoke at Funnel Hacking Live and I wanna do a little recap of my experience here today. Uh, but first I'd love to tell you about my infinite video impact challenge. The next one starts very soon and uh, it's gonna be the biggest one ever since Funnel Hacking Live. We added in a bunch of extra bonuses and some exclusive things. You can even win $1,000 cash by participating and getting the transformation, the 21 day challenge. Um, and guys, the I'm a little bit biased, of course, um, but I think this is the best thing ever. And you'll see the testimonials on infiniteimpactchallenge.com that so many people have been so transformed, lives changed, um, and their audiences live changed for signing up for this program and taking action over the 21 days. So head over there to infiniteimpactchallenge.com, secure your spot, because the next one is starting so soon. So in the last week of January, after spending almost a month in Boise, Idaho, I hopped a plane to Nashville for the biggest speaking engagement of my life, Funnel Hacking Live. The moment I stepped on that plane, I thought, okay, this is it. It's all happening. It was this moment that I had just pictured in my mind for so long. And as we got closer, it just, it felt so magical. Like, oh my gosh, it's actually happening. And uh, I tried to go into FHL feeling calm and confident, letting my movement lead me. Uh, this was only my second public appearance since I announced uh, that my marriage ended and, and announced my new name. So I really didn't know what to expect. I didn't know how I'd feel when people approached me to talk about it. I wasn't sure I was prepared enough to take in some of the things that people would say. Um, but I knew that no matter what, I wanted to be really present and enjoy the moment because speaking at FHL this year was really a dream come true. And it's been such a whirlwind. I still feel like I'm recovering. I definitely didn't sleep more than like four to six hours every night for the past couple weeks, honestly. Um, there are so many parts to the FHL journey that I want to share with you, like how I scrapped my whole presentation a week before or um, that the night before I rehearsed it all the way through for the first time and I was over 40 minutes long and I only had a 28 minute time slot. So um, anyway, it's it's um, it's obviously been a little bit of a sensitive time um, as much as I had visualized this moment at FHL and taking the stage, hearing my name announced and crushing the presentation, which I, I believe I did. <laughs> um, I had also imagined who would be there to send me up on stage and who would be the first person I saw when exiting the stage. Um, but one thing that I kept thinking over and over was that it all went better than I ever could have imagined everything. And I'm going to share all those details with you today. Um, and I won't lie there, there were some difficult moments. Um, 
more than anything, it was it was sometimes difficult to keep up with the energy in every room. If you've ever been to FHL, you know that everywhere you go, everyone is so energetic and so excited to be there, which is so amazing. But it can also get draining if you don't take care of yourself um, and make sure you get your sleep and so on. I just posted on my Instagram stories. Uh, I have like this every single day peanut butter and jam sandwiches or peanut butter. Americans don't like that I say jam. They say jelly. Um, in Canada, we call it jam. I guess that's the thing. Um, so I lived on peanut butter and jam sandwiches and, uh, and didn't sleep very much. So note to self for next time, I will, I will do better. Um, walking around at FHL, even before my speech, having people come up to me and take selfies with me, ask for advice, tell me their stories. Oh, there is nothing better. I, I can't help but think of where I started in this business. Like when I was working with local businesses and all I had was an iPhone and a lamp with no lampshade to film my videos on. Um, and now we're here. It's, um, it's a real testament to what hard work can do. I have literally dreamed of being asked to speak at FHL for years and I am still buzzing knowing that it happened. And the presentation went amazingly well. Like I said, it was, it was, it was better than I imagined. I don't know what I expected, but I, I certainly didn't anticipate the amazing reaction that I got as soon as I stepped through those doors. Um, Honestly, the most nerve-wracking part was waiting backstage as the smoke, there's this like dry ice smoke that um, begins to fill this like box that I'm standing in. And it's so, I'm standing in this box, the dry ice is filling up and I can see off to the side, Russell comes and he gives me a big hug and like words of encouragement. He's like, you earn this, you're, you're here for a re, I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was like, you got this, you earn this, it's your time. And uh, I see Nikki and Catherine off to the state, Catherine Jones, who spoke a couple days before me. She's also who I'm going to Africa with that. Um, I'll tell, I'll tell more of that story in a bit. And Nikki, one of my best friends who, uh, she was my everything. I just, she's been by my side for so much of this. Um, Nikki and, and Rachel Peterson have just been everything to me over the last couple months, weeks, ever, forever. Um, so I see Catherine and Nikki off to the left and it's filling up with this smoke. And it's funny that the tech next to me says, don't breathe. He said this to me in, um, <laughs> in sound check too, says, okay, don't breathe, which is funny. Cause it's like the, the opposite thing that you're told as you are about to step onto the biggest stage of your life, but it's because of the dry ice smoke. Some other people had said that it almost made them, uh, pass out. But anyway, I see Catherine and, and Nikki to the side. And all of a sudden I can't remember the first line of my presentation. And that, and I said to them, what's my first line? <laughs> and they're, uh, they're, they laugh and I'm like, no, no, I'm serious. <laughs> and, uh, I hear my name. Please welcome to the stage. Marley Jacks. I hear my music. Uh, I, my, my stage entrance music is confident by Demi Lovato. And I, the doors open, I step out and everyone is on their feet. I entered and exited to a standing ovation and the most amazing part that still gives me chills when I think about it I visualize that moment of stepping onto the stage and how I'd how I'd greet the audience and like blowing kisses and my arms wide and everything and as soon as I got there I forgot everything and was just so grateful and overwhelmed and seeing all these people on their feet like these are my peers these are my mentors these are my heroes these are my audience that I that I you know I love to serve and they're on their feet and they're cheering and they're applauding and I thought that they were going to cut off my stage entrance music because it was there was like 30 seconds left of the song that I thought they would 
cut that off because I thought 30 seconds was a long time for applause, but the song ended and they're still applauding. And I'm like, it's just so grateful and overwhelmed, but I'm also like, I'm making mo- like hand motions to like, sit down. That's enough. Thank you. Thank you. Sit down. And I'm also panicking in my mind because last night I was at 40 minutes and I only have 28 minutes. I'm like, sit down. I got a lot to talk about. So it was so wonderful. Like everyone was on their feet. All I could hear was the applause. I hadn't even said a word yet. Um, I had to motion them to sit down. I, I had this time limit in my mind and there is a countdown clock that it's ticking. And, um, and I, I had always gone over time in my, in my rehearsal at home. Um, but I just, I got so much positivity. Um, so many people who just poured into me saying that I changed their lives and their lives would never be the same. Oh my God. I had this interview after getting off stage and, uh, and Brandon, who's the interviewer and he, he asked me this question. I just started crying just by just feeling so grateful and knowing where I was a couple years ago. My first Funnel Hacking Live was Orlando, um, 2018. It was my first Funnel Hacking Live and I was sitting next to uh, my best friend, Rachel Peterson. She had crossed, she, she spoke that year. She was ready to pop. She was like eight and a half months pregnant. So proud of her. And then also she crossed the stage for her first two comic club award. And that was this moment for me of, oh my God, she, she did this. And I, I have this video of, of her coming back to the audience and sitting next to me and I'm crying. Like, I'm just so proud of her and, and had that realization that maybe I could do this too. I was newly in my career or in my business full-time I had left dental hygiene probably four so months before and realized oh you know before as a dental hygienist the the goal the ceiling was making making a hundred thousand dollars a year and then to see the ceiling raised that other people were breaking this four minute mile that I could make a million dollars and then to see that people are making $10 million in a year. And then there's Russell Brunson who has nine in-ground trampolines. <laughs> like the ceiling keeps being raised when you when you surround yourself with these kinds of people. Um, so it was just, it was so incredible. And uh, if you're following me on Instagram, uh, I have a bunch of Instagram story highlights that you can see of everything that happened. But uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring you through everything that happened the whole week of FHL. Like it was, it was really a week of a, a blur, a a lifetime of stuff that happened in, in one week. And with everything else that has really gone on in my life, I, I have had comments from friends saying you've lived like 10 years in a month with, uh, you know, announcing my, that my marriage ended my name change. Um, we raised $15,000 for Africa in 24 hours. I went on the two comma club cruise. I wrote, um, this uh, book that was handed out to the 5,000 people at Funnel Hacking Live, which, by the way, if you join the challenge, you'll get a copy of that. Um, there's only 500 extra copies available, so you'd have to join quick to make sure you get that. Um, and then I, I don't know what I, I, I did four webinars the week before FHL. And then last minute, uh, well, a week before, I decided to scrap my whole presentation because I had other ideas. So <laughs> a lot happened. A lot happened. Uh, so I was, I was in Boise. I went from the two comma club crews at the beginning of January to Boise. I stayed in Boise, Idaho for, um, for 
two, three weeks before FHL and then went straight from Boise to Nashville. Um, it was really great because I got to, you know, visit with uh, with people at ClickFunnels and uh, got set up at our warehouse at ShipZoom so that we can, you know, for the challenge, we have these physical boxes that are sent out and, and our free plus shipping books and things like that that are, we're all getting set up at ShipZoom. So I, it was a lot of business, but it was also really good to just be in a new environment as I was preparing for this, this big moment. And I was creating my slides for, for my presentation. And I'm, it's funny, we're making these vlogs of what happened every day at Funnel Hacking Live. And, um, one of the things that is this like recurring joke is every day I'm like, I finished my slides today. And then moments later, you see me working on my slides again, because I had a new idea. Oh, this other thing that I did, I need to make a video about this because I haven't even, no, I don't think anyone knows. A few people know if they, if they caught it. So I have this joke. Um, if you've been following me on Instagram, you, you might know this. Um, I do this thing with mariachis. So I, backstory and a little bit of a tangent, forgive me. It's kind of funny. Um, I bought my grandparents' house. And, you know, when you're going, my grandparents were hoarders, so much junk in this house. And they had these mariachi dolls. And, you know, you're doing the Marie Kondo thing. Does this give me joy? And they're so hideous that they kind of give me joy just because they're so ridiculous. So I, um, I kept them, but I thought, what can I do with them that, that would be really funny? So what I do now is when I travel, I often will bring one of the mariachi dolls with me and I will leave them at a friend's house as like a, an unwanted housewarming gift. And they know the story because they follow me on Instagram and they see that I have kind of joked with, or I like, I made this joke about dream 100ing people and I would just send them a mariachi. Um, and so I've done this to a few people. I did it to Christy Code Red, I did it to James and Yada, I did it to Nikki. I done it to a few people where I just, I leave it somewhere in their house for them to find. And usually hours, sometimes a couple days later, they'll find it. And, uh, and then now it's a new phrase. They've been Marliachied. So I thought it would be funny to Marliachi everyone. <laughs> And I don't know if anyone noticed, a few people noticed that told me, is there were little mariachis in my slides. <laughs> it might have just been for my own entertainment, but there were little mariachi dolls hidden, like little Easter eggs in my slides. So anyway, it, every day I was like, I'm a, I finished my slides today. And then I would have a new idea and then add more to the presentation. And I'm so lucky that I have a good and good relationship, I hope, with Melanie. Uh, Russell Brunson's assistant because she didn't kill me for giving her a new version every day and every day the file would change it would be like Marley FHL presentation Marley FHL presentation final Marley FHL presentation final for real and then it was like for real for real and then it was like for real for real I swear and then it was like for real for real I swear this is it and um, I don't know what what it ended up on but it was a really long title um, that we finally finally got it so we get to we get to Nashville the first day uh, is registration day Actually, the first day was kind of just, yeah, it was registration day. I got my name badge. It was so cool to have my my name badge with my new name that I'm so proud of, um, at Marley Jacks. And I have the little badges on it that say I'm a two comma club winner, a roundtable host, and a speaker. Like the best, the best labels I could ever want. And I was so excited. We did some meet and greets. I took a lot of selfies. It was so exciting. Um, I got to meet some of my team members in person for the first time. Um, and then we had uh, an inner circle dinner and then we went to um, inner circle or uh, click funnels. They, they rented out a whole bar for for the two comma club uh, coaching members 
uh, on Broadway, and that was so fun. Uh, it was such a blast. That's where the selfies really began, um, and people started to ask me if I was nervous, and uh, I would, no, I'm not nervous. <laughs> I was I was so excited. The only thing I was nervous about was just that I I wanted to rehearse more and wanted to really have my slides finalized, but I finished. I I did those slides every single day. <laughs> um, and, and that was also where I found that uh, this can of worms open since announcing that I am newly single. Uh, some of my friends made this joke that I am now ClickFunnels most eligible bachelorette, which is not the title that I want. Um, flattering, but that's where I learned that, oh gosh, I, there's a can of worms here and, and some of the encounters flattering, uh, some inappropriate. <laughs> I, I don't even know if I can talk about them on this podcast. It's uh, It was interesting. It was interesting, that's for sure. <laughs> a little bit gross. Um, Wednesday was the first day of the FHL. Like, the whole presentation started. Um, in the morning, we did this. We did a Jack's Pack meetup. It was so fun. Uh, we, we took a ton of selfies. We handed out Team Jack's T-shirts. It was so fun to meet everyone and hear their stories. And uh, Wednesday, I also hit the stage for about five minutes. Um, Russell asked if Catherine Jones and I would share our story about how we raised $15,000 in 24 hours for Village Impact and that we'll be going to Africa later this year uh, in July to build a school in Kenya. And I'm, it was, it, I, I get so just excited and honored that I get to have this experience and just so thrilled that we were able to raise that money for, for Village Impact in 24 hours. We put together some offers. We did two Facebook Lives, and we raised $15,000, which is just so incredible. Um, and then we put together another offer from stage that we said, you know, we want to we make more. Um, and to build a well in Kenya is $60,000. So we were like, how many wells can we raise? And we put together this offer that for, um, for whoever – I can't remember the exact price amounts, but it was like, if you pay this much, you can come to the Traffic Secrets um, book launch, pre-launch party and have dinner with with me and Russell and Catherine. And from what I heard, I believe Russell said on his podcast that they that we raised 120000 so we can build two wells in Kenya while we're there. So... Oh, it was so it was such a thrill. And uh, Russell showed on screen in front of ever in front of all 5000 people this video that I did on Instagram when I just got the news from from Village Impact that they said you raised fifteen thousand dollars. And I, I just I turned on my Instagram stories and I was like, are you kidding me? I was crying in it. It was just this wonderful moment. And so he he shared that on screen. And uh, it was so great that everyone applauded. And I, I hope that that encouraged more people to uh, to you know, donate to Village Impact. So it was so exciting. Uh, such an amazing moment. And then Thursday was another amazing day of full full day of presentations. Uh, my best friend, Rachel Peterson, had a surprise presentation. I knew about it, but uh, she couldn't say anything. And then she surprised, surprise, like showed up on stage and she told these amazing, hilarious stories and had everyone laughing. And she's so wonderful. And then uh, Dave Woodward was on stage and he asked me before if he could... Um, share a bit of my story, which was cool because I was just on stage on Wednesday and then for Dave to speak about me a little bit on Thursday and then before I hit the stage on Friday, kind of planted some seeds for the audience to know who I was if they didn't know me already. Um, so he was speaking about, um, about flaws and vulnerability and, uh, he was, he was doing this really good comparison with like superheroes and the difference between, um, Marvel and why am I not thinking of the other one? you know, the, the competition there. Um, and he was showing the difference between like what makes these ones stand out more. And he was sharing a lot about 
vulnerability and he he gave this example and shared um about me and everything that I've been going through and sharing publicly appropriately that um you know I announced that my my marriage ended and and I I spoke about this from stage too that I was cautious to do that I changed my name and I didn't say anything about it on social media just my name changed and people asked why and there was a lot of confusion for a moment and then I, I made the video, which if you haven't seen it, you can go to my YouTube channel and, and see it there. And, but the truth is, before I posted that video, I was, I was really scared to do that because it was the number one time in my life where I felt like a failure. And I thought, maybe I should stop creating content because why would anyone listen to me when I don't have my life figured out and when I'm little bit broken right now but what I found when I embraced that message is that my audience embraced me and the community became stronger around me and they encouraged me and let me know that I was loved and and encouraged me to push on for them not just for me and it it was the most inspiring thing and then that's where they came up with, my audience came up with the phrase, hashtag getting jaxed. Like that's, it built a community around me and, um, and showed me that by me being real was, was what they needed and what they wanted. And I can't even tell you how many, just the, the outpour of love and support and the people who have said that they resonate or that I encouraged them somehow, whether it was, whether it was their marriage or whether it was just life or just you know, taking a stand or sharing, sharing the tough stuff. Um, another thing that I said from stage that there were a lot of things actually in my 28 minutes, there were some things that at the end where I did get vulnerable and shared things that I didn't plan on sharing, but it was just like when you're interacting with an audience, you just feel like maybe, maybe they need to hear it. And there was this one line that I said that was the most shared. Like I, I saw it on a lot of posts and Instagram stories and it was that helping people doesn't stop just because your life isn't perfect and I think I think that really hit home for a lot of people because here I was that I just said like I I felt like a failure and I I felt like I didn't have my life together and that I was broken and why would anyone want to listen to me and I thought that my friends and family would be ashamed of me because my marriage didn't work out and I continued on anyway. So uh, it was it was wonderful that a lot of people felt so inspired by that and the messages I got after. And I still haven't been able to get through all of them because I respond to every single one. Uh, just that encouraged me to keep going. It's just so wonderful. So anyway, Dave shared a bit of this story and how we were on the two comic club crews together. And he said he shared how I had said to him that it was hard for me to be there um, because I had been in this bubble at home for a while and uh, and, and my first public appearance and my first even just, you know, leaving the house, <laughs> getting out of bed after some time was tough, but that I knew that I needed to grow, that my audience needed me to grow, that there were people that needed me. And it, it's, it wasn't, it, it was, it was for more than just me and that I needed to to know that if I if I didn't continue and move on, that I would be doing a disservice to so many people. So he shared that about how I how I used my flaws and my vulnerability 
to be able to inspire other people. And then he shared the pictures of the people wearing the Team Jacks t-shirts. And uh, it's it was so wonderful to see how many people were wearing those shirts. And uh, it was so exciting. And then we had the, the round tables that night. Oh, which actually before the round tables, I had ordered this jacket that I planned to wear from stage. And uh, it didn't, I had, I had ordered it and sent it to Boise, but it didn't arrive before I left. So I called the company and I'm like, Hey, I need this jacket. I need to wear it from stage for this really important speaking engagement. Turns out I accidentally didn't actually buy it. I just had it in my cart. Don't know how I did that. So I rushed it to have it sent to the, to Nashville and it arrived Thursday night (laughs) before I spoke Friday morning. So it showed up right on time. Then we rush over to the round tables and, uh, this is where it gets, gets a little juicy, folks. Um, I don't know if this will be juicy over the podcast. I feel like maybe you need to see the video, which it was filmed. So you'll see you'll see when we post the vlog. But uh, we're heading out to the roundtables. And I'm already, like, cautious because last year at the roundtables, I was so exhausted from the roundtables. And I lost my voice um, because I just – I spoke all night just – question after question and just I want I want to give and and give so much so I um I did you know I think it was like two and a half hours of just straight Q&A which was great it was perfect timing because then it also helped me to feel really confident and solid in in my content and it was also so sweet there was this little boy um I don't I can't remember how I don't remember if I asked him how old he was but I think he was like nine or ten and he wants to be a YouTuber and he was asking me questions he was such a little gentleman um, we vlogged a lot of my answers there. There was one that I was trying to, I was talking about to him about his call to action and, um, about how you have to date your audience. And I was like, you're too young to date. So hopefully you get that reference. And he's like, I get it. He was, he was such a polite boy. Um, but anyway, so I, I'm getting to the round tables and I get there like 15 minutes early just to like set up my table. And, and w- there's a kind of meeting with all the round table hosts before it got started. And I'm walking into, the room where this big conference room and all the tables are set up and and I noticed that oh our names are on balloons so instead of having before we just had like little pieces of paper on the table but the balloons are way high up in the air so when you're walking through the big room with hundreds maybe even thousands of people you can see the speakers names on these balloons and I'm like oh cool our names are on balloons and I'm walking I'm trying to find my table and uh coach Mandy Mandy Keene love her so much she has held my hand and my heart through so much this year she comes up to me and she's like, hey, here's the thing. And she looks like she's about to tell me some serious news. She says, uh, someone wasn't current and uh, your previous married last name is on your balloon. And I don't know why. Normally, I, I, I don't know why I reacted but I think it was also because the Mandy just she's so loving and um, maybe it was in the way that she was so caring about it that it made me feel like, oh, <laughs> I, I did get a little bit triggered and um, and I I kind of cried a little bit and it was and I, I didn't expect that at all. It's a name. It's fine. <laughs> it was my name. And uh, and so she and I just, I just got a little bit triggered. So we. We walked to my table, we found it, and this this whole thing is is filmed so you can see just my my real reaction to it. And I was like, well, I have a Sharpie. <laughs> Do we write over it with Sharpie? Um, and then Tyler Jorgensen came over and he was like, I saw your body language, I knew something was wrong, what what can I do? And 
um, he used to have a vinyl company and these balloons were made with these vinyl stickers. So he's like, I got this. He, he grabbed the balloon and he peeled off the, the letters very carefully. Cause then the, the, one of the event managers was like, don't pop these, you cannot pop these balloons. Um, and he, 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 uh, took all the letters off and just, it made me so happy to have people that, were so supportive and came to my side and it really wasn't a big deal in the grand scheme of things if it if it was the wrong name it was the wrong name like it's it's still me it doesn't matter but it just was this moment of like oh <laughs> surprise surprise I didn't expect and uh, it just made me so grateful and uh, especially for my amazing coach who who knows my situation more than anybody and and was so caring and then Tyler who is a, a wonderful friend and just I, I appreciate men in general who are just like they come to the rescue and save the day and they are protectors and providers and, and Tyler really saved me in that moment. And um, anyway, the, the roundtables were so awesome. Uh, it was it was, like I said, great timing because it helped me to feel really solid in my presentation. And I had a few more ideas from it. So poor Melanie got another version of <laughs> of a slide deck that night less than like 12 hours before I hit the stage. Um, and last year at the round tables, I remember leaving feeling so dizzy and I had lost my voice and I had to be escorted out because I had such a crowd around my table, which is so wonderful. And I never want to leave because I, I want to finish every conversation and meet every person. But at one point they had to pick me up and escort me out. And same thing with this year. They picked me up, escorted me out. I luckily didn't lose my voice this time because I really needed that for Friday. Um, but it was so wonderful. And then we went to dinner, scarfed down some food, finished my slides, sent another new deck to Melanie. Um, and then I went to my room and I was like, hey, I should probably like rehearse this one more time all the way through. So Nikki and uh, two other friends were there. Nikki timed it. Um, and it was so great because I got such great feedback while I was presenting to Nikki and my two other friends. But at one point, Nikki stopped me and was like, how much longer till you're done? And I was like, oh, I have this whole other section. And, uh, She's like, you're at 40 minutes and I wasn't even done yet. <laughs> so I slightly panicked because I only had 28 minutes from stage. Uh, but I was like, it's now 1.30 in the morning. Hair and makeup is coming at 5 a.m. I don't have time. <laughs> we'll figure this out in the morning. So I, I go to bed. It's like 2 a.m. by that time. I'm texting Catherine Jones and I'm like, girl, pray for me. I don't know. Like, we're just going to figure this out. Um, so I get three hours of sleep. Uh, hair and makeup comes at 5 a.m. My videographer comes at 5 a.m. And uh, we're just, we're filming the whole thing. I'm going through my slides. Then when she's doing my eye makeup, I was like, I can't do slides. So I'm, I fall asleep in the chair while she's doing my makeup. <laughs> um, when she starts doing my hair, I'm going through my slides again. I, I practiced a bit and then we had to rush to sound check. I can just, the clock is just counting down. Then I'm like, I have to get to sound check for 7 a.m., um, it was so great cause I got there and I, I give them another slide deck, like the final, final slide deck because I had to cut it down. Like I was at 40 minutes the night before and then I cut down several of these slides. Um, I got to practice. It was so great cause I, that's where I got to feel the, the box with all the dry ice smoke for the first time and see what it was like to see the stage part from the middle and to enter to my music and just hear what that sounded like, see the confidence monitors, um, and it was also so cool to see all of the volunteers placing my 5,000 VIP code books um, on the seats that were only printed for FHL. 
which we have 500 extra copies if you sign up for for the challenge, infiniteimpactchallenge.com. But it was so cool to see them on every single seat, like my face on all of these seats that everyone would see. Oh my gosh, it was just so, so wonderful. Um, I rehearsed. I uh, I just got to see what it was what it was like from the stage. Um, I went back to my room to to breathe for a minute, and Catherine Jones was waiting at my door, which is so wonderful. And uh, she prayed for. Oh, it was. We filmed all of this, so it'll be in a vlog one day or one day soon in the next week or so. Um, we 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 prayed, and it was the most beautiful thing. Uh, Nikki's bawling and I can hear her crying while we're all like eyes closed, holding hands. So I start crying. Um, <laughs> then, uh, my other wonderful friend, Daniel Linares came and he did this like amazing pep talk just to get us all into state. And we were all crying by the end of it. It was just, it made me so grateful to have this group of people around me to support me on this day. And I, I couldn't have imagined it being better. It was all so amazing. Um, and it's funny because also at this point, I still don't know for sure if I'm going to make it to my 28-minute window. I had I cut down the slides. I'm just thinking, I just got to talk fast. That's all I can do. Um, so we go backstage. I'm in my gold jacket. Got my gold shoes. I'm ready to go. Ashley Dickerson also just so supportive, prayed over me. And it, it was such a wonderful feeling. Like I, I, Having all that love and support and prayers from the people surrounding me and then knowing there were so many people in the audience that were cheering me on um so we're backstage watching the countdown clock from backstage Russell was on right before me I I see the countdown clock it's ticking down we get down to 60 seconds and uh the AV team calls me to get into place and I'm like this is it this is happening it felt like the moment you're on a roller coaster and it's like just ramping all the way up you're like and then you're you're like oh my god here we go what's my first line and I just I forgot my first line right before the doors open. Um, so I'm standing in this box backstage. It's filling up with the, the smoke, the dry ice. I see Nikki and Catherine to my left. I yell to them, what's my first line? Uh, Russell gives me a big hug. And then I, I hear, and I'm not breathing because they're telling me not to breathe the dry ice. I hear Devon sh- speaking about me. And then the, please welcome to the stage, Marley Jack. Oh my God, the doors open, the, the smoke pours out and I, I step through, the videographers are there, the whole audience is already on their feet, I see people I know, I, the, there's also 5,000 people so I also can't see all the way back but wow, I, I, I was so thrilled and I had to motion to them to, to sit down to let me get started because again I'm like, I have 28 minutes guys, we gotta go. Um, I was loving the applause so much, but I was like, <laughs> the, the, the clock is already counting down. Um, but it all, it all went so perfectly. There is absolutely nothing I would have changed. It's like the message came through me. Um, I had my slides, I had the confidence monitors and it was so funny. I'm hearing this, this story after that Nikki's backstage and Dave Woodward is asking how, where, how, how much longer till she's done? Like, where are we at? And Nikki's like, uh, I'm not really sure yet. And a little bit later, he's like, okay, Nikki, how, how far are we? Like, how how much longer? And Nikki goes, I don't know. We've never gotten this far. And Dave just bursts into laughter. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and I'm seeing the, the countdown clock. And I, I, I remember it got to 10 minutes and to 8 minutes and to 6 minutes and to 4 minutes. And I'm like, oh, my God, I got to go. And uh, I don't remember when, when it went into the red 
because I just I was in that vulnerable moment at that to- at that point, and I I knew that the vulnerable moment needed uh, the right cadence and the right just pacing, and that I needed to go at a at a slow enough and serious pace that I stopped looking at the clock. Not that I was being disrespectful because I was not too far over, but uh, I, I had this part at the end where I I asked everyone to to commit with me and uh, said that these were the steps that I follow that that support me and my six and seven and eight figure clients and that um, that I wanted if they can follow these exact steps. I, I asked, so how many of you feel like you're never going to um, struggle to tell your stories again? How many of you feel like you're never going to struggle to create content again and all the hands are raised and I love that throughout the whole presentation I could see so many people taking pictures of my slides and writing so many notes and getting off stage too I had so many people that told me that I was their favorite speaker which is a dream because I felt like such an underdog that that of all the celebrity names and then there's me who most people didn't know and even for my new name like not many people knew my new name and uh and to come from that was just such a thrill and anyway, I get, I get backstage when I'm done. Oh, and again, like they standing ovation as I'm leaving, I take a moment on stage to, to wave, to blow kisses, to take it all in. Devon gives me a hug and I go backstage. Um, I just like fall into Ashley Dickerson's arms, Nikki, Catherine, uh, Russell and Dave are there to give me a hug. Um, and Todd was there to give me a hug. And I, one of my first questions that I got off, I was like, where was I at for time? And, uh, Dave was like two minutes. You're fine. Like two minutes over. So like, thank God. (laughs) Um, so it was so good. And I just, I had this moment of all the emotions flooded in and I was on my knees. Like the moment I got off stage, like I, I hugged everyone and I just, I took this moment, I'm like on my knees next to the catering, whatever you want to call that, the food table. I am on my knees and just like my head in my hands, like, wow, wow, this, this is it. This is perseverance. This is redemption. This is endurance. This is hard work. This is dedication. This is commitment. And I am here right now. And wow. <laughs> so just this amazing moment. And Don Mamoni, wonderful friend and photographer, captured this moment. And it is my favorite picture now. It almost reminds me of that Lady Gaga picture uh, where she won her, um, won her award for A Star is Born. And she makes this comment of um, this boyfriend that uh, I wish I could remember the exact quote. It's this boyfriend who didn't support me and told me that I would never win a Grammy and and I said to him, one day when we're not together, you're never going to, you won't be able to order a coffee at the deli without hearing my name or hearing my music. Um, and it, it, it felt like just that, that picture and you can see her emotion on her face, this like she did it. And that's kind of how it felt for me being backstage and just leaving the stage and knowing that I left it all on the stage, that I, I said everything I wanted to and more that I, f- I felt really proud of how I served the audience and, and that my phone was already, I did take a, a very quiet moment that I, <laughs> I could see my phone going, ding, 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 ding. And I just, I sat there in silence, just knowing that I was so 
happy in that moment and that it didn't look anything like I imagined it to, but it was better than what I imagined. And yeah, that picture, I'm going to blow it up and frame it in my house and just have that as my reminder. Um, later that afternoon, I got to cross the stage and accept my first two comma club award, which is also such a thrill and something that I really feel about earning a two comma club award is that and even even the accomplishment of speaking at Funnel Hacking Live, to, to do both of those things this year, it doesn't feel like a reward. It feels like encouragement to keep going. And it's the best feeling ever to know that I am exactly where I want to be and that I'm going to keep going and and that I I have people that have been affected and will continue to be affected and that there's this ripple effect even just seeing all the results that people get from a $47 challenge that I put on and knowing that even if one if if that one person that I can support is going to support one person and one person and one person they're going to change their families they're going to change their businesses they're going to change their communities they're going to change the world and that's all I want it's not about the money. It's not about the money. I also, you know, in my separation, um, in my marriage, there was a moment of going, oh gosh, <laughs> I'm going to give half of everything. And I had this moment of, do I play small in the meantime while I'm figuring things out? And then I, it took me a split second to go, no, it is not about the money. And it never has been. It never has been. Money is a tool. Money is an amplifier. I pride myself on, on the impact that I can make from my ability to be authentic and real. And sometimes when people say to me that, Marley, you're just, you're so honest and real, I think, what else am I supposed to be? And I'm really glad that that is my superpower. I feel like that's my superpower anyway, that I think my whole life I was encouraged to have a thicker skin. And to me, I used to hear that as put up a wall. And now I realize how my thin skin, my vulnerability is a gift. It allows others to feel safe. It gives them a flashlight to look at their deepest, darkest corners so that they can see what they need to see and grow and evolve and expand. And so, no, I, I am happy to have a thin skin and a sharp pen and an open heart. That's all I need. So, man, this whole experience, I am... Um, and then on... On Sunday, after it was all over, I got a tattoo. <laughs> There's also pictures of it online. It's funny because I, I had shared on social media that I was going to get a tattoo to really um, solidify, commemorate this whole experience. And everyone guessed, is it a lion? Because if you saw my name change announcement video, you'll know where the lion comes from. Go watch that on my YouTube channel if you haven't seen it. But uh, they knew it was going to be a lion. And it's this wonderful, beautiful lion. And I also... Uh, had the the tattoo artist put the word Jax 
kind of hidden in the mane. And it's really cool that you don't see it until, well, you can see it, um, but most people don't notice it until I point it out. So I think that's so wonderful and beautiful about this tattoo. I love it so much. So um, yeah, and then I flew home and now I'm home and still riding the high and getting back to messages and just having the best time feeling proud and feeling happy and and just thrilled to have the opportunity to share my message and to know that it impacted people and that they that they loved it that um that's what I'm here to do and it was it was such an honor to speak from that stage and I hope that I get the opportunity to do it again or on other people's stages it's it's been a thrill so um if you haven't yet you can go check out uh my youtube channel and probably by the time you're hearing this there will probably be some of the vlogs where you can actually see the day-to-day the stuff that we did um the the funny jokes of how many times I changed my slides how many peanut butter and jam sandwiches I ate (laughs) um all the the excitement the drama of will the jacket show up on time or some tears backstage it was it was so wonderful um and on my Instagram stories at Marley Jacks you can see the Instagram highlights of just how exciting that day was so now that I'm back home all I want to do is relive it so I'm so glad to have the videos and um yeah guys if you want to if you want to create massive impact and profit I gotta tell you about my challenge starting very soon um if you want to make an impact and profit through video for your business this year don't forget to check out the infinite video impact challenge at infiniteimpactchallenge.com there's uh, still time to sign up for the next challenge starting very soon Thank you guys so much for listening to the VIP code. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast, share with your friends, take a screenshot, post on Instagram, tag me so I can shout you out. We have a lot of exciting VIP content coming your way. Until next time, I am Marley Jacks, and this has been the VIP Code Podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the VIP Code Podcast. Do you have a question that you'd like me to answer raw and uncut on the podcast? All you need to do is head over to Apple Podcasts and do three simple things. First, leave a rating and review telling me what you think about the podcast. And in that review, ask anything you want related to YouTube, video marketing, or content generation. And if you want a shout out, leave your Instagram handle or name. That's all. Then listen in to hear your question answered on the next Q&A episode. Join us next time on the VIP Code Podcast.